Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Usually it's with Pastor Bob Simons. Tonight, Pastor Bob Simons uh, had me fill in for him, 
and uh, Joe Hostetler is my name, and uh, it's good to be on the air with everyone tonight. I have in the studio with me my beautiful wife, Sarah, and a couple other uh, smart, what are you guys, young ranch hands, I guess. we got Brother Abram on the controls over here, and you know, it's kind of comes with the job that you start running the controls, you end up getting married. I did it. Um, and then about two or three other people before me did it as well. And I think Abe is going to try his hand at it and see what would happen. But this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Again, usually with Pastor Bob Simons. If you're listening, you're wondering why he doesn't sound the same anymore. It's not because he got a cold, but it's because uh, he's got Joe Hostetler filling in for him. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. We recently just moved to our new location right off uh, Interstate 94, I-94. We're pretty excited about that. Um, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, you are invited every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. is our adult Bible study and children's Bible study. Uh, 11 a.m. is our worship Wednesday night, 7.30. If you're listening tonight and uh, you want to... I won't give out my number. I'll give out Pastor Simon's number. I... you might have to email them tonight. RobertSimons58 at gmail.com is the email address. You can email them or you could text them at 701-290-7862 if you wanted to and just let them know you're listening. Tonight, I'm going to talk about, I preached at church this morning as well, and I'm going to talk about the same thing I did this morning, but I'll uh, introduce my topic, I guess, and Abe's going to get a song lined up, get that ready to play. I just got a text that said the hostelers are listening online. All right, it's good to have the Hostetlers. That happens to be my last name, too. Genesis chapter 2 is where I'm going to start reading today. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7, and then we'll skip down a few verses and read some more. But Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7, it says, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And so we see here that this is where mankind came from. This is where uh, this is where it all began. We see that God, I believe, he he uh, formed a full-grown man. We didn't evolve out of something. The only thing we evolved out of was uh, the dust of the ground. The Bible says, and God formed a man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the Bible says that man became a living soul. And then in, in, later down in verse number 15, the Bible says that the Lord God took the man, he put him in the, into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die." And we see that the next verse, God said it's not good for a man to be alone. He, he uh, put Adam back to sleep, and he uh, took him apart, and he made a woman. And uh, he brought him to Adam and said, this is your wife, and, and so on. But God had said that, to, uh, that to, keep the, to keep the garden, and that they could eat of every tree of the garden freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they couldn't eat. And he said, for the day that you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. And then we skip over to the next chapter, 
and we read how um, Satan, or the serpent, came to Adam's wife, whose name was Eve, came to her, and he started whispering into her ear, and uh, mixing truth with lies and half-truth, and saying, did God really say this? And we see how that Eve caved into the temptation, and uh, she ended up taking off of that tree in the garden that day, and she ate, and she gave it to Adam, the tree that God has said that you can't eat of this tree, because he said, the day that you eat out of, off of that tree, you're going to die. He said, you will surely die. But we see that they did anyway. And when God came looking for him that night, um, the blame game started. They started blaming each other. It was everybody else's fault. It wasn't my fault. Um, you know, it, it's not my fault that you gave me this wife that would, uh, that you know, would would trick me into this or or whatever, something along those lines. And but God, He wouldn't have none of those excuses. He, um, you know, everybody, everybody that was involved paid. You know, God said, the day that you'll eat of that tree, you will surely die. But we see here that they didn't. God didn't kill them. As far as physically kill him, uh, he didn't, you know, um, whatever, you know, hit him over the head with a billy club and kill him. But he did, you know, he had some things. He said the woman was going to, he said he would greatly multiply her sorrow, and in sorrow she'd bring forth children. And he said, thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. I believe that the breath of life that God had breathed into Adam's nostrils that day that he created him, I believe that um, what God was talking about when he said that you would die, and uh, and we'll get into, don't write me off just yet, because I understand that, the breath of life that God breathed into Adam's nostrils, I do believe that that's what brought him to life physically, but I also believe it was more than that. Um, and we'll talk about that. I believe it was the breath of life, and we'll look what the New Testament has to say soon about this breath of life. And God's, God breathed into Adam's nostrils. I believe that it was the breath of life that was cut off from Adam that day that he ate off of that tree. And he did die spiritually. You know, he, God didn't physically kill him. But we see from the point that God kicked him out of the garden, something changed, and they didn't have that same life that they had in the garden. They died spiritually. We're going to play a song here. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the breath of life. Abe's going to play a song, and we'll come right back on the Tell It Like It Is show. Those who 
Thought the grave would silence it forever, but they found out instead. You can close your eyes, you can say it's a lie, you can stick your head in the sand. You can turn away, even try to explain he was just another man. When they nailed him to the cross by his hands and his feet, and they put him in the ground. Three days later, everybody This is the Tell It Like It Is show back on tonight from the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. You are listening live from the KDIX studio in Dickinson. Tonight, we were talking about, oh, by the way, good to have Carl and Jeannie listening from Michigan. It was awesome to see them. I just saw them this past weekend down in Pennsylvania. That was a lot of fun. I hadn't seen Carl in a long time. It seemed like he was doing really good. He got married, and he's doing great, and that was exciting. So hi to those guys. But talking tonight about the breath of life that God breathed into Adam's nostrils. And after uh, they got kicked out of the garden, God kicked him out of the garden. He said they would die, but he didn't kill them. But I believe that they did die spiritually. And the spiritual, you know, you could say communion, I guess, fellowship they had with God was cut off as far as there was sin now separating them. 
And we see from that moment that that happened in Genesis chapter 3 that there was a great dissatisfaction among the people. And there was just, uh, you know, even with Adam and Eve, uh, all down throughout the ages, you read the Old Testament, it is basically a story of people that wanted to do good, uh, wanted to live for God, a lot of them, but they just couldn't. And, uh, you know, even King David. And um, I believe that they were all looking for something better to come. And I believe that what they were looking for was that um, how they had Adam had died. And the Bible talks about that we're all born, you know, after uh, Adam, the likeness of Adam. We're born like Adam as far as being born into sin. No one can help that. Um, but it just seems that, you know, we, we can't help it that we're born into sin, but uh, everyone ends up follow, falling into sin as well. But I believe that, you know, throughout the Old Testament, it's just a story of people that maybe want to live for God, some of them, and they just couldn't. And they lost their fellowship, really, with God. They couldn't be in the presence of God, you know, and walk with God like Adam and Eve did in the garden. That was cut off. And if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, it, it says pretty much exactly that. It talks about, you know, that Hebrews chapter 11 is the, the faith chapter. And it talks about how by faith Noah built an ark. By faith Abraham obeyed God and left his country. By faith Sarah had a son when she was way too old because she judged that God was faithful. She said the one that had promised that she would have a son was faithful. And so... And then it talks about it talks about all these great Old Testament uh, people that we read about, you know, and even King David is mentioned in that. Moses, Joseph, uh, and a lot more are mentioned in Hebrews chapter eleven. It says these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and re- embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And say it, they t- it talks about how they uh, declare plainly that they seek a country, uh, a better country, that is a heavenly one, where God uh, is their God. He's called their God. And then it talks about a lot more of these people. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, it says, What shall I say more? Or what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, Samson, Jephthah, all these people in the Old Testament that we read about, uh, David is mentioned here, Samuel and the prophets. And it says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, uh, obtained promises. And then it says in verse 36 that others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments, they were sawn asunder. And then it says that um, these all, they died you know, without having seen the promises. In fact, in verse 39 it says, These all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. It says that they saw him afar off, but they didn't really... You know, the prophets talked about it someday, that there was going to be a time coming. Um, You know, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And you read Isaiah chapter 11 and 12, how that God would come to restore again the house of Israel. And it talks about... Specifically, you know, out of the stem of Jesse, out of the root of Jesse, Hebrew, or excuse me, Isaiah chapter 11, I don't have it right here in front of me, but Isaiah chapter 11, Isaiah chapter 12, 
they were all looking for, I believe, this great promise. It says that they died not having the promise, God having, God having provided some better thing for us. And if you read the book of Hebrews, it's basically uh, talking about the Old Testament and it talks about the New Testament. It's a better way. And, you know, if, if the first covenant had been perfect, God wouldn't have sought for another one. But these people all, you know, there was a dissatisfaction, I believe, that they wanted what Adam had in the beginning. And I must say tonight that it was the breath of life, and you'll understand in just a little bit uh, why I say that. Luke chapter 16, verse 16, it says, The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. I believe that the, uh, with the Old Testament, the prophets, um, you know, David, uh, Samson, um, Jephthah, Moses, Abraham, you know, they were looking for something better. A kingdom where God would be called their God. And, uh, you know, in, in uh, the United States of America, I said this morning in church that there's a lot of things that doesn't glorify God in our nation. And I wish they would more. You know, I wish that uh, scriptures would still be read in schools. I wish there would be prayer. I grew up going to an Amish school. And every morning we had, you know, we said the Lord's Prayer. Everybody stood and said the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we sang hymns in school every morning. You know, we said a prayer, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And we read out of the New Testament as well every morning. And the teacher would read to us. And, you know, and so we, we wish that there would be more of that. But there is a kingdom of God. The Bible says the law and the prophets were until John, that is John the Baptist. And from that time the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. I believe that's what the, um, the patriarchs in the Old Testament were looking for something better than living in the time where they had to, you know, not just anyone could go into the Holy of Holies and into the presence of God, but they had to go through someone. And I believe that, you know, the, um, the New Testament, Romans chapter 14, verse number 17, it says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is peace joy and righteousness, I believe I might have missed one, in the Holy Ghost. Um, that's what the kingdom of God is. It's the peace, it's the joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. It says that the kingdom of God was preached after John's time. That's what the kingdom of God is. I believe that this is the breath of life um, that the Old Testament people looked for I believe that this is the breath of life that God breathed on Adam that day. I believe, you know, this could be the same breath of life that um, Ezekiel talked about. You know, we know the story about after the children of Israel were taken into captivity by the evil king Nebuchadnezzar, how uh, he destroyed the city of Jerusalem. If you read it, Second Kings chapter 25, chapter 24 and 25. But how that Nebuchadnezzar the evil king Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the city of Jerusalem. And it was, it was uh, the children of Israel. It was Manasseh was the, was the main, uh, the king Manasseh that kind of instigated this because of his sin towards God. And God said he wasn't going to uh, just forget about because he shed a lot of innocent blood. And God said that uh, Jerusalem, he was going to allow Jerusalem to become destroyed because of the sin that had been going on. And so God allowed the king of Babylon, 
to overtake Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was completely destroyed when the Jews and Nebuchadnezzar marched the Jews out of the city of Jerusalem to Babylon. And when they walked away, you know, there was nothing left of their city and their temple, even the temple of God, was completely destroyed. They broke, you know, and smashed everything to pieces. Um, you know, nothing was, they couldn't care less about the holy, no, they, no remorse. And that's what the Jews saw. And when they left Jerusalem, they walked to Babylon by the, um, you know, the, the Babylonian army took them. And when they saw Jerusalem, they looked back and all they saw was a rubble that was smoking. And that's the only thing that was left of Jerusalem. They burned the houses, destroyed it. And that's what the Jews uh, thought. They were taken into captivity. And then Ezekiel, in Ezekiel chapter 1, it says, Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chebar. And that's what he's talking about. The, uh, the, the, Israel, the children of Israel, they were taken captives, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Then we skip over to chapter 37. And I'm trying to hurry up tonight. I'm running out of time already. But Ezekiel 37, the Bible, Ezekiel said, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And then, I'll just paraphrase, he set him down in the middle of a valley that was full of dead man's bones. And God said, can these bones live? They were very dry bones, just dead bones. Uh, white, probably bleached in the sun. And he said, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said, God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. And Ezekiel started prophesying, and these bones started coming together. Um, they, they came completely together. And Ezekiel 37, 8 says, And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin was covered them above, but there was no breath in them. You know, I think that we can feel exactly like what Ezekiel saw, just dead man's bones. Nothing but dead man's bones. You know, I didn't talk about some of this stuff in church today, but I did mention addiction. You know, but there's people um, that live in a way of just no life at all. Just no life at all. And I'll tell you one of those things, you know, I talked about today, I talked about drug addiction, and that certainly is one of those things. But there's more than just that. You know, um, video games. There's people that have lost families, um, you know, just completely destroyed their life because all they could do was play video games. Get so hooked on that stuff and just... And I'm going to say, dead man's bones. You know, let's see what God said about these dead man's bones. He said to Ezekiel, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds of O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. And Ezekiel started prophesying like God had commanded them, and breath came into them. And they lived and stood upon their feet. And it was an exceeding great army. Then this is what God said. He said, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. He said, this is what the children of Israel are like. Dead bones. 
Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. And you know, I would say that the children of Israel definitely had something to say that our hope is lost. Because their city that God had given them was lost. It was completely destroyed. They were marched to Babylon and they were held captive there. You know, they were at King Nebuchadnezzar's command. They were held captive in Babylon. They wanted to go back to the city of Jerusalem. And then you, and that's where, you know, uh, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was there as well in Babylon. But they said that our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Because of their captivity, the Israelites felt completely devastated. Everything that they knew that was good, that was theirs, was destroyed. They had no hope. They were captives. No hope of ever going back to Jerusalem because it was destroyed. Nothing to go back to. No reason to live. Nothing to look forward to. You know, that is exactly how addiction works. You know, addiction will take you to the place where there is absolutely nothing to live for. I know a young man that, you know, he had a good scholarship um, to a good school, a flight school, he told me. And, uh, you know, he had a son, had a good job, got addicted to meth, ended up losing everything that he had. I mean, everything that he had. And no reason to live anymore because what's it all worth? And people have even come to the place of committing suicide because there is absolutely no reason to live. You know, just like the children of Israel. But the Bible talks in the New Testament about being taken captivity by the devil at his will. That's how addiction is. You know, I don't think that a person that truly is addicted to drugs, I don't think they necessarily want to do it if they know they're addicted anyway. But they get jerked around. They have no choice. They just about have to do it. No reason to live. And, you know, we can feel like the very reason that we had to live has been stripped away. And that's what God said. These bones are the whole house of Israel. You know, they said our hope is lost. But the Bible talks about, now in the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 2 is a very neat story to me because I feel like it's kind of my story. talks about once being alienated from the household of God, from the, from the uh, commonwealth of His promises, being completely alienated from everything about God, knowing nothing about God, to becoming a part of of the family of God, being built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, Ephesians chapter 2. I love Ephesians chapter 2. But the first verse of that chapter, it says, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. You know, the Bible talks about anyone that has not been born again as being just dead. You know, you can have a good job even. But there's still something inside of you that 
um, you know, it's just, there's got to be more. But it says, You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of obedience. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. It said that you hath he quickened. And Jesus said, It is the spirit that quickeneth. While we were dead in trespasses and sins. And see, that's what Adam was. Dead in trespasses and sins. But the spirit quickeneth us to life. And it talks about raising us up to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in in Ephesians chapter 2. You know, while we were dead in our trespasses and sins. While we didn't have a reason to live. You know, while we were just wandering around kind of aimlessly, and not really knowing, uh, you know, what's the point, not really a goal, not really anything to live for, while we were just kind of wandering around. And that's kind of how I feel that I was, just wandering around, even minding my own business. And God found me, and He just kind of came up alongside me, and He quickened me while I was dead in trespasses and sins, and He brought me to life, and He showed me a better way. And He gave me something to live for. Amen. And, you know, maybe someone's listening tonight and you wonder what I'm talking about. Well, Abe's going to play a song. We're going to come right back on the Tell It Like It Is show and probably going to end up having to wrap it up soon. Go ahead, Abe. It's a lonesome road The days are long And the nights are cold Seems like forever 
Since you felt God's presence Since you touched His face You've gone too far And you've done so wrong God's mercy is endless Just come on back home back on the Tell It Like It Is radio show from the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. You are listening live. Dickinson, North Dakota, that is. I was told you always got to make sure that everyone knows it's North Dakota. Dickinson, North Dakota. From the New Life Pentecostal Church, filling in for Pastor Bob Simons is Joe Hosseller. It's good to be on the air with everyone. Talking about tonight, in this last segment, I'll try to get to the main point I guess we got about 20 minutes left but we talked about earlier how that God breathed the breath of life into Adam's nostrils and how uh, after Adam and Eve failed God and they did something God said don't do how that they were cut off uh, really from being able to be in God's presence they were cut off and were God cast them out of the garden and how that I believe there was a dissatisfaction uh, from that point on until the time of Jesus. Even after, until Jesus ascended to heaven. You know, Luke 16, 16, I read the scripture says, The law and the prophets were until John the Baptist. And after that, the kingdom of heaven is preached and every man presseth into it. And we read what the kingdom, or it says the kingdom of God. Same thing, I believe, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. But we read what the kingdom of God is in Romans fourteen seventeen: Peace, joy, and righteousness. It might be peace, love, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God is. You know, and without it, without being part of the kingdom of God, um, I believe that there is just a great, big, vast, you know, void in every person's life. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say 
in, in a lot of people's case, dead man's bones. You know, I was raised in a very traditional, uh, you know, you could say very religious. Um, I was raised in a very religious way. I went to church every time there was church, which was only every two weeks. Every other, you know, we skipped a Sunday and then we had church. You know, every two weeks, and you know, I was. For the most part, I wasn't really in good standing even with them, but sometimes I was. I remember, you know, one of the preachers told me that, you know, you look really nice as far as, you look like you're following the rules, you know, as far as the dress code. But, you know, on the inside, I sure didn't feel, um, you know, I didn't feel, I just felt dead. And that's what Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 23, In verse number 27 and 28, Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto white, whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outward appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. And you know, we... Uh, if you read Romans, the book of Romans, it talks about how the end result of sin, end result of iniquity, is death. And Jesus accused, and I believe, you know, he was right on when he, he was God manifest, he was God in, in, in flesh, so of course he was right when he said, uh, you're full of dead man's bones. And you know, that's how I was. Religion can replace the true life that God intended us to have. Religion uh, can make someone look appear good on the outside, you know, I'm a churchgoer, but, you know, on the inside, I'm just as filthy and rotten, you know, evil thoughts, uh, lustful thoughts, you know, the the Bible talks about all that stuff, how that's just, um, that's sin, Um, you know, all that stuff is just gonna, no matter what we look like on the outside, on the inside, just rotten, full of dead man's bones, but the good news is, that Jesus, or the, the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter 2, talks about while we were dead in those things. You know, and, and if you don't believe me that, you know, I said it today in church that, why do I have to stand here and try to convince you that that's just, you know, death? The only way to have a true, joyful, happy, fulfilling life is going to be following Jesus. That's all there is. Without it, there's nothing more. You know, in John chapter 6, Jesus said some things that offended a great big crowd. And, uh, you know, everybody left them except the 12 disciples were there. And Jesus turned to him and he said, are you going to leave me too? And Peter said, Lord, where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's the way it is. You know, without Jesus, there is nothing left. Death, just being full of evil thoughts... Um, you know, I talked about addiction, being addicted to, you know, there's so many things that a guy could talk about. But even just a vile, empty, uh, you know, just full of dead men's bones on the inside. But God had said to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, prophesy to this boneyard. He said, you know, prophesy to him and make him come to life. And they did. And that's exactly how the New Testament talks about in Ephesians chapter 2, how that God came up alongside of us 
and he just brought us to life. And I think it's so neat. And I'll tell you what that was. It was the Spirit of God. You know, it was the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. The Bible talks about, you know, all those things. What I think is so neat, I talked about how that God breathed the breath of life onto into Adam's nostrils. What I think is so cool is in John chapter 20, and I'm going to say tonight that the breath of life, I believe, for us anyway, it is the Spirit of God that brings us to life. Because in John chapter 20, verse 19 through 22, you know, Jesus had been crucified, he had been buried, and now the disciples, well here I'll just read it. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, they were afraid of the Jews, they didn't want to be known that they were with Jesus. Uh, when they were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And here's what I think is so cool. John chapter 20, verse 22. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. You know, Jesus turned, (laughs) and he breathed on his disciples, and he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. The same way that God had told Ezekiel, you know, prophesy to this boneyard, you know, prophesy from the, come from the four winds, and, and, you know, and blow upon this boneyard, bring them to life. And because he said that the house of Israel said that they lost their hope, and they're nothing but full, it's just, bones, dead man's bones. But God said that he could bring them to life. And that's exactly, you know, I I read Ephesians chapter 2 several times. And you hath he quickened who were dead in sin, or who were dead in trespasses and sin. You know, he quickened us. Jesus said in John 6, 63, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. It is the Spirit of God that brings us to life. It is the Spirit of God that gives us a reason. You know, it's the Spirit of God that takes us from being full of dead men's bones to something that's alive, you know, and and thriving, and something that's actually, uh, you know, living. And you have a reason to live now. Jesus said in John chapter 10, and verse 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, but he came that we could have life and life more abundantly. Jesus, you know, I talked about Adam, and I'm maybe jumping around a little bit now, but Adam, God breathed the breath of life into Adam, and I believe that when they got kicked out of the garden, they were spiritually dead, but the same way that God breathed the breath of life onto Adam, you know, Jesus came to restore back what was, uh, you know, what was destroyed. The Bible says that the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to restore back again what had been lost. The same way that God breathed the breath of life into Adam's nostrils, that's when Jesus, you know, when he, when he had talked to his disciples after he rose from the grave, he breathed on them. Same way, breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. 
I'm going to say tonight that our breath of life, our reason to live, there's nothing about like being in the presence of God, being filled with God's own Spirit, how that you can, you know, just completely, I have seen it completely change people's lives. You know, they went from being just a full of dead man's bones, having no reason to live, really, and then just all of a sudden have a purpose. That's the power of being born of the Spirit. You know, having the breath of life breathe onto us. I believe just like, um, you know, God breathed on the boneyard in Ezekiel chapter 37, how God breathed into Adam's nostrils. And like I said, I know that, you know, God breathed into Adam's nostrils and that brought him to life even physically. But I believe it was also the breath of uh, the breath of life that God breathes on us now because the Bible talks about being dead in our sins, being dead in our trespasses. Amen. I believe that the breath of life, you know, just a breath of fresh air that people are looking for. And, you know, and maybe someone listening tonight, you're looking for it. You know, that peace and joy uh, that comes with serving God. You know, and Jesus talked about in John 14 how he was going away, but he wouldn't leave us comfortless. He said that, you know, he would come to us again, talked about, you know, the same thing, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. It's the Spirit of God that brings us to life, and it gives us a reason to live again. You know, isn't it funny how that, after Jesus, you know, Jesus in John chapter 3, um, he likened someone, he talked about being that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. You know, a little bit before that he said, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. But he said, you know, um, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. He said, you know, the wind blows where it wants, but and you can hear the sounds of it. You can't see it, but you can hear the sounds of it. And, you know, isn't it funny how that Jesus... Um, you know, he likened the, someone being born of the Spirit or the Spirit of God like to the wind. And, you know, the wind, the same wind that, um, you know, brought that boneyard to life. And I, you know, and, and I'm just taking a different angle at it. The, the, the wind that brought that boneyard to life, the wind that comes and quickens us when we're dead in our trespasses and sin. Jesus said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly how the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, was poured out. You know, in Acts chapter 2, talks about when the day of Pentecost was fully come, this is after Jesus ascended to heaven. Um, there was about 120 people, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, all, what well, was 11 disciples, 11 apostles now, and they made a 12th one. But in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, guess what happened? There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, do you think when that sound came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, um, you know, the disciples, they remembered when Jesus turned and he breathed on them. 
And he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Isn't it funny how that's exactly how the Spirit of God came that first time? You know, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Abe is going to give out some information how you can get a hold of us during the week. And I'm going to come right back in after this and pray and bring this to a close. Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church, and uh, Brother Joe is filling in for Pastor Simons. Um, If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Simons, um, you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com, or you can call him. His uh, cell phone number is 701-290-7862. If you'd like to visit our church, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church, and we're located, um, our address is 501 Elks Drive, right north of Interstate, the Interstate in Dickinson. Um, you can come visit us Sunday morning. We have a adult Bible study at 10 a.m. And uh, there's Sunday school for the kids, too. And then um, at 11 a.m., there's a worship service, and you're welcome to come join us. Um, Wednesday nights at the same place we have a service, church service at 7.30, and you can come join us for that as well. Um, Also in Beach, at the Beach Community Center, there is a church service, and it's kind of a daughter work out of uh, our church, and um, Joe Hostetler is uh, kind of the pastor there, and you can, if you're from Beach or surrounding area, you could visit that church, and... um, if you'd like to call us in the studio, you can do that too. It's uh, 701-225-5133. Um, again, we're from New Life Pentecostal Church, and this is Tell It Like It Is radio show. All right. Good job, Abe. I think he covered that pretty well. Just like to say that um, the Tell It Like It Is radio show is on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. That's in Dickinson, North Dakota. We are live every Sunday evening out of the KDIX studio. And, uh, you know, Abe mentioned in Beach. Um, also, now in Bowman, we just had uh, Brother Seth and his wife move down to Bowman, and they're going to be starting a church down there. So that's pretty exciting. Maybe someone's listening from the Bowman area. And like Abe said, um, I usually am the one preaching out in Beach, and I want to personally invite you to. Uh, to beach to the beach community center every tuesday night at 7 30 p.m tonight we talked about the breath of life that i believe you know every living person is looking for you know whether you know it or you know whether you would care to admit it or not there is you know it's it has been said a lot and maybe been worn out, but there is a God-sized hole in every person's heart, I believe. And you guessed that the only person that can fill that is God, the Spirit of God. That's the only place that there's true peace. That's the only place there's true joy. That's the only place where you'll really feel like there's a reason to live. You know, sometimes as a young man, even, and you know, with even having a uh, what looked to me like a pretty good future ahead of myself, there was times 
when I still felt like, what's the, you know, what's the point of all this? There's got to be something more. And I'm happy to say to you that I found a better reason. Praise God. I found this, you know, God breathed on me while I was dead in my trespasses and sins. God breathed on me the breath of life. And it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. You know, I was born of the water and of the Spirit. God breathed on me the breath of life, and He gave me a reason to live. You know, while I was dead, I was minding my own business, I felt like. And God found me. And maybe God is finding you tonight. You know, maybe this is the first time you've ever heard anything talked about the Holy Ghost like that. But I tell you, it's the greatest thing going. In fact, it is the only thing going. And you know, I talked about the Spirit of God. There's definitely, you know, the Word of God as well. And you know, and and we don't believe in one above the other. But the Spirit of God is what's going to bring you comfort and peace. You know, troubling times. Jesus said that offenses would come. You know, troubling times. You know, when you feel... Like you've lost all hope when you feel like the very reason you were alive has been taken away from you. Just like the children of Israel did when they were taken captivity into Babylon. They said our hope is lost. But God said that he was going to breathe on them again the breath of life. And he said that this, and they rose up uh, into a great Israelian army again. God can breathe on us the breath of life And I believe tonight that that is the Holy Ghost, is our breath of life. The Bible talks about, um, you know, that refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. And I believe that. And tonight, you know, maybe, like I said, you, this is the first time you've ever heard something like that, you know, about the Holy Ghost. You know, I I didn't always know anything about the Holy Ghost either. In fact, I knew nothing about it until I was about 18 years old. First time I'd ever heard of anything like a Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God. I didn't know what any of those was. And, you know, until I wandered into a Pentecostal church somehow. And it's a long story how I went from being raised Amish in the state of Pennsylvania uh, to coming to a Pentecostal church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Kind of, you know, kind of crazy how that all came about. But God found me. Amen. I'm thankful for that. But tonight, if you would like to know more about that, you know, the Spirit of God, breath of life, if you feel like you have no reason to live, and, uh, you know, maybe your kids are all gone, and, and it's like, what's the point anymore? There is a reason. There is a point. Amen. God can bring us to life, give us a good life. Tonight, we're going to close in prayer. And if you know, if you want to know more about the Spirit of God, you'd like to feel the presence of God, I invite you to come to our church. You'll feel it there. You could even feel it right now. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close the radio show, I pray that you reach out across the city of Dickinson, Lord, and the surrounding area, whoever is listening, God, that you would stir something in their heart that would give them a desire to know more about your spirit. Lord, do a work in this city. Just pray in Jesus' name.
Praise God. Well, Lord willing, I believe Pastor Simons will be on next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless and good night. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com.
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.